Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 79. What are shells good for? Last week, we talked about how seashells and the bones of vertebrates are similar to one another. Both consist of calcium-containing minerals excreted into a proteinaceous matrix that provides structural support to animal bodies. And it's always interesting to see how evolution has created highly similar structures and substances multiple times. For example, calcium. Why is calcium in both bones and shells? The first answer is that there's a lot of it. Calcium is the fifth most abundant element on Earth, after oxygen, silicon, iron, and aluminum. Calcium easily forms many different hard minerals that don't dissolve easily in water, as well as some that do. And by forming skeletal elements from it, animals are able to not only reap the benefits of having skeletal structure, but they also have an in-house bank account full of this important nutrient. Calcium is critical not just for structural minerals, but also for transmitting nervous system signals and the regulation of cells and cell functions. If asked what purpose seashells play for the animals that have them, most of you would probably say protection. And yes, that is definitely true. Being covered with a suit of mineralized armor can be effective protection against predators. A shellless gastropod like a sea slug is definitely more vulnerable to being munched than a similar creature that sports a shell, like a periwinkle. Side note, that is why many sea slugs have evolved other kinds of anti-predator defenses, like kleptonidae, the stealing of stinging cells from animals like hydroids and using them as their own. But I digress. Shells also protect soft-bodied organisms from the environment. If you think about things like soft-shell clams that live in the substrate, mud, sand, or a combination of the two, all that grit can be abrasive to the soft tissue, and the pressure of sediment all around the body could result in crushing injury. Animals that don't have shells that live in the sediment tend to be vermiform, also known as worm-like, and have a tough outer layer called the cuticle that also secretes mucus. The long skinny tube minimizes the internal volume vulnerable to crushing, and the cuticle and mucus protect against abrasion. Shells are also useful for helping these animals regulate their internal state. Periwinkles can keep from drying out for a period of time by retreating into their shells and closing the opening with a trapdoor called the operculum. Barnacles do the same. Protection, regulation, those jobs are important, but aren't jobs shared by the vertebrate skeleton. To find that similarity, we have to look to another role mineralized skeletal elements play in the life of an animal. If I asked you what is the purpose of the bones in our human bodies, you'd probably say structure. They let us stand up. I'd push you a little harder on this question, and hopefully we'd come around to the true function of our skeletons. They are attachment points for our muscles. If we had muscles but no bones, and many animals are like this, we would not have the range of motion and motility that we do. Without bones, we just flop around, pushing against the ground, trying to move. The shells of marine invertebrates do the same thing. Along with all their other jobs, they are the attachment points for the organism's muscles, and in some cases, this allows for some pretty sophisticated movement. At its simplest, the muscles hold the shells closed. Think of a clam or a mussel. There are two adductor muscles that attach to both of the shells that contract to close the shells tight and relax to let the two shells open up slightly. 
The adductor muscles work in opposition to an elastic ligament in the hinge of the clammer muscle. The ligament is oriented to open the shell passively. The adductor muscles keep them closed. And by the way, if you eat scallops, you are eating the very large adductor muscle of the animal. Examine the pearly inner surface of a clam, mussel, or scallop shell, and you may be able to make out the scars that mark the attachment points of the adductor muscles to the shell. The muscular foot, typical of many bivalves, has a different set of attachment points, without which the animal would be unable to dig into the sediment. Arthropods, like crabs and lobsters, have an entirely different type of shell than clams or mussels, though arthropod shells are also calcium-based. We consider the shell of a lobster a true exoskeleton, and while it does all of those other jobs we outlined for invertebrates, it also allows for a lot of different muscle attachments, enabling complex movement that is unusual in the invertebrate animals. They don't have those jointed legs for nothing. Movement is one of the hallmark characteristics of animals and skeletal elements have evolved repeatedly across the tree of life to enable that movement. This has been episode 79 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The show is produced on Wabanaki land. Did you know you can find this show as a podcast? Go to weru.org to learn more. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Hartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week.